0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022, and we are back for episode 26 of the podcast. I appreciate everyone for listening. As always, we'll discuss the game on Monday night before getting into the game tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So Monday night, the Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Miami Heat 101-93, which ended up being Honestly, a big surprise when you saw the, uh, I guess you could say for most people, a big surprise when you saw the lineups before tip, uh, considering obviously the, the big news was how difficult it was to even make bets on this game because of the injury report and how big it was for the Memphis Grizzlies and then how misleading, I guess you could say, it was for the Miami Heat. The Heat ended up having all those guys play in the game. Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry all played in this game. Grizzlies, as it said, on the injury report, Rolled out there with Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, um, and and a bunch of role players with no disrespect to those players, but no Desmond Bain, no Jaron Jackson Jr., no John Morant for the Grizzlies. Made it obviously one of those things that in most circles, including the Vegas betting circles, they had the Miami Heat as a minus four-and-a-half-point favorite. On the night, the Grizzlies covered that with ease. 101-93 was the final. Game hit the under. We discussed both those things. So like I said, the big news here was, and I was under the impression that Jimmy Butler – wasn't going to play in the game. He ended up playing. It didn't seem to matter. Um, we were on the right side of the both spread and the over-under. Like I, I've said this story many times, I was in attendance betting for the Phoenix Suns. Only time I've ever bet against the Grizzlies in a game that I was at. Bet against the Memphis Grizzlies in that game against the Phoenix Suns last season where no one played. Suns had their full roster and the Grizzlies had the Santiel Dama show. And all that good stuff and how fun everyone was having in the crowd, and I was unable to enjoy it. So since that moment, haven't made a pet like that, and you know that proved again to be the right decision to never do so. Grizzlies plus four and a half on the on the night, but did beat the Miami Heat and that's just a, a testament to Taylor Jenkins, a testament to the culture that the Grizzlies have created over these years and also just how good these role players are compared to 95 percent of the league. And when you get down to your you know 910th guy on a roster, in pretty much any other team in the NBA, it's not going to be as good as Santi Aldama or Roddy or whoever may be that that player in the in the depth chart for the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies just love to come up and you know step up to these occasions, especially at home when the stars don't play. Did the same thing tonight or on Monday night and defeated the Miami Heat. Held them under 100 points, which was the second part of that bet I was talking about, which was the over-under. The over-under was 218.5, which is just crazy high considering Miami Heat just don't score the ball well. They do play good defense, which, I mean, they held the Grizzlies to 101 points. But under was really never in doubt there. And, yeah, I mean, the Heat just struggled to score the ball. I've talked about that in the last podcast. I don't think the Heat are that good. And I think these role players for Memphis are, I mean, continuously proving, you know, us and and I mean, as a fan, just not proving us wrong, but just making it more and more you know, apparent that the Grizzlies really are a contender when you can go 10, 12 deep and still be, you know, contending with some of the top teams in the whole NBA. So we saw a good performance, obviously, from Tyus Jones. I will take credit for the double-double. I mentioned it in passing. I said it was plus 550. I said don't throw a full unit on it, but maybe a half unit, something fun uh, just in case. And Tyus Jones did hit his double-double. He had 28 points, 10 assists. was absolutely amazing and continues to show why he is paid as much as he is as a backup point guard, best backup point guard in the NBA by a, by a wide um, wide margin. And you know with the way that John Morant plays and just the way that the Grizzlies handle injuries to John Morant, that Tyus Jones is going to get these opportunities, and every time he does, he proves why he's paid like he is. So Tyus Jones double-double did hit. I did have Steven Adams double-double, which I was more confident in than the Tyus Jones ones, to be all honest. That did not hit. He did not even get a single double in the stat. He only had eight points and four rebounds in 28 minutes of play. So tough one there from Steve-O, but Obviously, if you would have bet both, you would have ended positive because of the plus 550 on the Tyus Jones double-double price tag. Play of the game, again, is struggling. I'm trying to find a win here. I think we started 10-1 and one or whatever, and since then we have not been good in the play of the game. So hand up there. Dylan Brooks... Over 23.5 points was my play of the game. He finished with 17 points. Wasn't due to a lack of trying, though. He was 7 for 22 from the field. He also went 2 of 11 from 3. I had three three or two, over 2.5 threes is another play for the night. That did not hit as well. So Dylan Brooks tried everything he could to cast the over for us, but just was not his night shooting the ball, and I think that kind of shows why Dylan Brooks is asked to play the role he is when everyone was healthy, and we'll see that again tonight. Now that John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., And looks like Zaire Williams will be making his full return to the court tonight after being out so far this season. So with all that being said, looking into the game tonight, we have a much clearer injury report on both ends of things. So I'm excited to have a full selection of bets to go through for the podcast today. Again, like I said, Zaire looks to be questionable. I would expect him to play just based off social media. John Morant tweeting the eight ball last night. A couple other players doing the same thing. It looks like Zaire will be included in some way tonight in the lineup. I don't I expect them, and we've seen this from um, Jaron Jackson Jr., and then I'm sure when Desmond Bain gets back, it'll be the same thing. It'll be a slow transition into the lineup. It's not like Zaire's going to come out here and play 25, 30 minutes from the jump, but it'll be good to see him out there, someone who I expected and I still do expect a huge jump. Not I, I say similar to Desmond Bain. I don't think any of us could have predicted the jump that Desmond Bain had from years one to two and now two to three. But I think Zaire Williams, with what we saw from summer league, how well he looked in summer league with the ball in his hands, I expect that jump to eventually come to fruition here in Memphis um, when he's fully healthy. So looking forward to that. But tonight, like I said, he's questionable. It looks like Jod, ja, Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Conchar will all be back in the lineup. After missing that game against the Heat on Monday, Oklahoma City will be without Kendrick Williams. So with all that, the line is currently set at 7.5 in favor of the Grizzlies. Over-under is 233. So Grizzlies minus 7. We saw these two teams play about three weeks ago. Grizzlies won the game by 11 points, 121-110. It was a a 6.5-point spread on the night, so they did cover that. Since that game, Oklahoma City is 4-4, four and four, but they have rattled off three straight wins against the Hawks, the Timberwolves, and the Spurs, so three good wins there. They've also covered in all three of those games and currently sit at third in the NBA and against the spread records at 15-9. Memphis is also, though, on a three-game win streak and cover streak, so both these teams head into this game a good form against basketball teams as well as good form against Vegas. Looking at this spread at 7.5, I'm not going to lie, when I read that third place against the spread record for the Oklahoma City Thunder, it did scare me a bit because they are a solid team. We saw Memphis handle them pretty easily in the game that they played, but since then, I mean, wins against the Hawks and Timberwolves are no joke. I know Trey Young didn't play in that game against the Hawks, but either way, this team is competitive. They're somewhat fun, I guess you could say, obviously. With Chet Holmgren, it would be a bit better. But either way, this is a good team. Shea Gilders Alexander is one of the best young guards in the league. I truly believe that. And I'm I'm very hesitant to go Grizzlies minus 7.5, but I will do so. I think at home, a near-healthy roster, the energy from Zaire coming back, if that is the case. Memphis should be able to pull away this one and get a double-digit win. Also, they are a game back from the first spot in the Western Conference and you have the Suns playing against the best team in the NBA tonight the Boston Celtics so this is a good opportunity if the Suns do drop a game for Memphis to get right back in the mix for the top seed in the west which considering the injuries considering all the circumstances and talk around you know Twitter grizzly media grizzly fans whatever it may be the fact that Grizzlies could be in the one spot you know, going into next week is just a crazy thing to think, considering we have not had a healthy roster all season. So that's exciting. Grizzlies minus seven and a half. I will lean on the on the play tonight, especially at home in Memphis. I would, would not want to go the other way, um, especially if you're going to the game. So over under 233, Oklahoma is sixth in the NBA in points scored, and they are 29th in points against. So we've seen like three games in a row, you know, complete, Differences in the teams that the Grizzlies are playing from offense to defense. No difference tonight. The Oklahoma City Thunder are the best team in the NBA for overs. They're 16 9 on the season. Memphis will be fresh with John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. coming back firing from a day off um, or a game off, I guess you could say. 231 points last time they played, which just hit the over 230. It's a lot of points. There's not much room for error. Obviously, at 233, I just think these two teams aren't good defensively and also. I just wouldn't want to bet the under in this game. It's probably, it could be the right play. It wouldn't surprise me if it was, but I have to bet the over here, and that's what I'm going to do. Seven of the last eight games between the Oklahoma City Thunder and Memphis Grizzlies have gone over the total in the FedEx form as well. So I like the over here. 233 is a lot of points, but again, the Oklahoma City defense is god awful, and Memphis is able to score the basketball, so I expect Memphis to get to close to 130 tonight. Um just because Memphis is a great team offensively, especially with these players coming back and getting acclimated into the lineup. Looking at some props in my play of the game, this is one that when I read, and still as I'm reading this, it just blows my mind. I just don't see a way that this trend continues. That is Jaron Jackson Jr. over .5 assists. So Jaron Jackson Jr., one assist tonight will catch our play of the game, will catch his over-under. He has had one assist all season in the eight games he's played. He's averaging .1 assists so far this year. I mean, he doesn't... Last year, he averaged like 1.1 assists per game, so he doesn't get assists. But you got to think, he's playing 26 minutes a night. For him to almost accidentally get an assist, you would think would be able to happen at least once a night. You know, whether he kicks the ball out or throws the ball to someone and someone checks up a crazy shot, goes in. I just don't see how someone who plays that many minutes and is so important to an offense, one of the best offenses in the NBA when everything's firing, how he does not get at least one assist. So... It's 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 crazy because the stat blows my mind. So that's almost why I'm going for the play of the game over 0.5 assists. But I'm gonna have to do it. I hope that this is the game he gets his second assist of the season um, in his ninth game of the season playing. So I'm gonna go over 0.5 assists for Jaron Jackson Jr. as my play of the game. Staying on the trend of assists, I'm going John Morant over eight and a half assists as the next play. He's hit eight and a half assists in four of the last seven games. Last game that he did play in, he had ten assists, and he had eleven in the game against the Thunder earlier this season. So with Zaire in the lineup as well, we know that's another knockdown shooter that can get assist or two off of, uh, can get an assist or two for John Morant sitting in the corner knocking down open threes, and then more than that, we we've seen all the alley oops between Z- Z- Ja and Zaire Williams. Whether or not you know Zaire will be flying. High flying, trying to put down dunks from the first game. I don't know, but you know we, we all know how fun that connection is going towards the rim. So I like John Morant over 8.5 assists here ever since Charles Barkley made that comment. He has, and I've said this multiple times, made an effort to make his teammates better, and he's done just that. So I like John Morant to go over 8.5 assists here. Next play is first quarter minus 2.5 Grizzlies. They won the last quarter. Against the Oklahoma City Thunder or the last first quarter against the Oklahoma City Thunder 33-28 in the last game they did lose the first quarter against the Heat obviously without all the star players that doesn't surprise me that's why I didn't bet a first quarter play for the Grizzlies that night but I like the Grizzlies to come out firing tonight a lot of energy on a Wednesday night in Memphis and we've just been hot on the first quarters and we'll continue to do so so Memphis minus two and a half first quarter is the next play that I have for the game tonight Then I have John Morant, over one and a half threes. He did not hit a three in the last game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, but he has hit the over one and a half three-point mark in the last three games this season. He shoots the ball well. He shoots with confidence, and I like him to continue that trend tonight. Another one, race to 20 first quarter. Kind of goes right with the first quarter, minus two and a half. It's at minus 160 for race to 20. I don't. Ha- it doesn't have enough juice for me to play it as a play of the game. I don't think that's fair. It's kind of cheating the system. But I really do like race to twenty first quarter minus one sixty. If you want to fill a parlay, you know, combine it with something else, um, whether you know it's in this game or another game or a completely other sport. I think that's a great place to get some juice for a parlay at minus one sixty. Looking at now that the Oklahoma City Thunder players props have just come out because when I was doing all my research, for some reason it wasn't out. I'm looking at Shea, Gil- Shea Gilgis Alexander under 29 and a half points. Dylan Brooks is the SGA stopper. We saw that he held SGA to the least amount of points in worst field goal- field goal percentage of the season for him. Last time they played, he was six of 18, 33% from the field with 15 points. I think that's the lowest. Yes, that's the lowest amount of field goals he's made in the game as f- so far this season as well. So, best way to put it, Dylan Brooks made. SGA played the worst game of the season so far last time they met, and I expect the same thing tonight when they match up. And on Dylan Brooks' side, you have Dylan Brooks over under is currently set at 19.5 points. And in that game, he had 16 points that he held SGA to that total. I'm going to go under for Dylan Brooks on the point total for him as well. I think he's going to be focused on locking up SGA and his offense may suffer as a result and then i think jaron jackson jr will play a big part in the offense tonight and also because of that dylan brooks's offense will suffer and he didn't shoot the ball in the last game i learned that out the hard way so i'm going to go under for dylan brooks and sga point total so dylan brooks at 19 and a half sga at 29 and a half points so that's all the plays for tonight guys i appreciate everyone for listening i appreciate everyone for the support as always Make sure to follow the Twitter at GrizzBearBets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. And then also make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at Grizzlies. A bunch of great written content there as well as links to other podcasts that we have on our podcast network. And with all that being said, again, thank you guys. I really appreciate the support as always. And we'll be back for the next Memphis Grizzlies game, which is going to be on Friday night again against the Detroit Pistons at home. So I'll see you guys then, and I look forward to the game tonight and hope anyone who's at the game enjoys it, and we win some bets. So thank you guys. I'll see you guys soon.